Hi friends, my name is Tracy and I'm so glad you joined us for this episode of the Abundant Living Podcast. This is your podcast where you can discover how to better serve Christ, create great friendships with like-minded ladies, and live a more abundant Christian life. Before we dive in, remember you can find podcasts like this and so much more on our website at christianladiesfellowship.com. While learning more about this unique ministry, you can also read articles, find resources like books and music, sign up to get helpful devotions delivered right to your inbox, and click the link to join the conversation in our Facebook group. Thank you for joining me today for episode number 47 of the Abundant Living Podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Burns. I just got back from a 10-day trip to Israel. It was amazing and life-changing. And best of all, I got to do it with my church family, who are like my family. We had a wonderful time together. Our church was also joined by another church and then three other pastors. We're already planning more trips for the next few years. So if you're thinking about a trip to Israel, I will be sharing that info over on our private Facebook group called Christian Ladies Fellowship. I'll link the group in the show notes in case you haven't joined us over there quite yet. While I was gone, I noticed you've been listening to the episodes that posted every Friday. I appreciate your consistent listenership to this podcast. And I also appreciate when you share it with others. Please send the link to someone who can be helped this week. I know they will be thankful that you thought of them. Well, I have all practical stuff for you today. This episode came from an old old outline I wrote and I really never did anything with it. I think I wrote it as part of a college curriculum that I was working on and I never put it into the course or something like that. Who knows? I write a lot of all kinds of stuff for different reasons and sometimes it's just hard to keep track of it all. When I was a teenager, I went to a Christian school about an hour from my house. All the teens in this school went to church together. My brother and I were the only outsiders. We'd gone to the church here when I was really little right before my dad was called to preach, went off to Bible college, and then we came back to Southern California to start our own church. So about half of these kids I knew from back in those early elementary years, and then the other half had come after we had left. Now, while I knew some of them, between third and ninth grade, you change a lot. So we had a lot of reacquaintancing to do. I was always a low drama girl. I got along with most people unless they just decided to not like me and then I just avoided them. I still feel like I'm kind of the same for the most part. After having been homeschooled for the previous three years and then going to Christian school, I wasn't ready for the culture shock of teen girl drama. I got caught in the middle of a lot of other girls spats with each other and sometimes it was them not knowing how to share friends and fighting over me. Some days they all liked each other and then others, they all hated each other. In their defense, they were all together all the time, and I was the lucky one that got to go my separate way on the weekends. They fought over the guys they liked, because apparently only one girl was allowed to like a guy at a time, even though none of us were allowed to date. It was silliness and pettiness, as you would expect from teen girls. A few years later, at college, the drama girl club still existed, albeit the same play, but with different actors. The college I went to was huge in comparison to my high school, with a couple thousand students. However, there were still the girls fighting over friends, stirring up unnecessary drama over pettiness, and fighting over guys that probably didn't know they existed. I guess that's just how the world goes round, because now that I'm a couple decades 
plus some (laughs) past college, there have always been those who I've noticed have a hard time getting along with others. Now, there will always be drama girls. They just grow up into drama women and make themselves and those around them miserable, stirring up unnecessary drama. I'm not sure I can help those, but we are all better to limit our time around them. However, I want to address how we all struggle in a variety of ways to get along with others. This is more of a general lesson. I'm working on one of how to get along with difficult family members at gatherings, but that might be better for right before holiday time. I want to incorporate a tad of human psychology in here along with biblical principles. When we apply the Bible to our problems, they're almost always solvable or at the very least manageable. When we don't, we let our feelings and actions be dictated by our emotions and our flesh. And that is a recipe for disaster. Today, I'm going to give you five reasons we don't get along with others and how to overcome them. I think if we all really look hard at our difficult relationships, they can all be made better by applying biblical principles in these cases. The first reason we don't get along with others is that we don't consider that other people have problems. It's so easy to be consumed with our own issues and our own problems. You know, everyone has baggage. And just because you don't recognize someone else's baggage doesn't mean it isn't significant to them. I love to travel. I've been flying at least once or twice a year since I was a teenager. After every flight, I have to go get my checked baggage from the baggage carousel in the airport. You know how it is. You stand in that crowd of strangers and you strain to look around all those people to spot your bag on the carousels that winds around loaded with bags of all shapes, colors, and sizes. You're looking for that one distinctive thing on your suitcase that sets it off from the rest. My grandma who traveled to England to see her family every couple of years would tie a piece of long colorful yarn around the handle of her suitcase. She could always spot her bag in a pile of other bags from that bright colored yarn. When you're looking for your bag, you don't really pay much attention to the other bags unless they really, really stand out, like a badly taped and squashed cardboard box or like a giant instrument case or even a long cylinder thingy full of fishing poles. It's easy to never notice the plain rectangular black suitcases as they roll by, but those suitcases are each unique because they belong to someone. Other people's baggage might not be noticeable distinctive, or even seem significant in any way to you, but it means something to that person. It's significant in their own life. It's there all the time, reminding them of their own personal struggles and specific difficulties. Just like the person who dominates a conversation, talking about themselves and never asks questions or listens, there are those who only focus on their own baggage. If we don't practice empathy, we'll never set our own baggage down long enough to notice others. Without making a conscious effort, we'll never notice when they need our kindness and our thoughtfulness to lighten their burden, even if it's just for a moment. Galatians 6.2 says, Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. As the body of Christ, we're meant to bear up the burdens of our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Instead of thinking, Well, what's her problem? She's so grouchy and difficult to get along with. We should take the time to try to understand 
There may be things unknown to us that are causing them to be unkind or unpleasant. In my experience, hurt people will hurt people. We don't know what others are going through. We'll never understand every single struggle or even be able to know that they have struggles. We must remember to give others the benefit of the doubt and be understanding even when others seem to be unreasonable. When I was a teenager, we used to sing a song together that started like this. Let me see this world, dear Lord, as though I were looking through your eyes. It's a song with such a great needed message for us Christians, reminding us to see those in this lost and broken world through the eyes of Christ. The next reason we fail to get along with others is that we feel we're unloved, so we don't show love to others. As ladies, we're just insecure creatures. I would say that I'm a pretty content and emotionally stable person, but even I have insecurities. Often, it's the fact I know I can talk too much. There is a reason I started this podcast. I often realize it after I've already gone overboard and maybe said something really dumb. Then I overthink it for days and I worry about it for no reason. Think right now. What's your insecurity? Maybe it's physical. Maybe it's something in your past. Maybe it's the worry that you won't be liked or accepted by others. Our insecurities lead to feelings of not being loved. Now, we all know that we are loved. We read it in the Bible and hear it in church all the time that God loves us. He loved us enough to send his son Jesus to die for our sins. He gave his best so that we could have eternal life. We know he loves us. But often, when we feel we lack the love of others, our insecurity causes us to hold back from showing our love to others. For many years, I struggled to say the words, I love you, to those outside of my family. One day, I realized that I was just being selfish. If I loved that person, why wasn't I telling them that? It was me holding back my love from others. I thought to myself, yes, I do love them. I need to say so. Love is a decision. It's not a warm, fuzzy feeling we get. When we love, we decide to do so. So why are we withholding that love? Love isn't always a two-way street. Sometimes you'll love someone because you've prayed for them. Don't withhold your love. By this, I do mean in words, but also in deeds. Pray for those you love. Show them in a variety of ways. Give them love through the gift of your time. Now, I'm even going to go a step farther here and maybe step on some toes to say that the Bible even says to love your enemies in Matthew 5:44. Stop letting your mind convince you that you are unloved. Instead of waiting for it to come your way, go show love to others. I promise that you'll discover that the person you thought you can never get along with might actually become a great friend. Next, another reason we don't get along with others is because we're not broken. In a way, this ties into the first one that I gave you. Our selfishness prevents us from seeing people the way God sees them. We never humble ourselves enough to be broken. The Bible says so much on the importance of staying humble. One of my favorite verses is James 4.10. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. When we're humble, God will do all the heavy lifting for us. God will open the doors to us. 
when we stay humble and remember that who we've become and all that we have is because of his grace and mercy. Some of the sweetest, nicest, most thoughtful people I know are those who have been through the toughest battles. I was a young adult when I started attending my church that I'm at now. Through the decades, I've had the honor to go to church alongside some of the strongest, most faithful Christians I have ever met. Along the way, I've discovered that many, if not most of them, have endured some of the toughest trials a person can go through. Just off the top of my head, I can think of one who had a young child tragically drown, one whose daughter was killed in a horrible car accident, another whose husband died and left her with two small children, several who have endured abuse, and many who have and still struggle with incurable diseases. Guess what? These are also some of the best prayer warriors and most faithful soul winners I know. God used their brokenness to help them reach others. Now, I'm not saying that you have to be broken to do anything for God or even to be able to get along with others. I am saying that you can allow God to use your brokenness to love others more and have a heart for souls. When we're humbled, God allows us to love others. Sadly, there are some who have been hurt and broken and have become bitter and judgmental of others because of it. Ask God for the humility to love others where they're at and to help you to get along with them. Next, often we do not get along with others because we are too busy. I'm saying that in quotes. Can you hear them? Busy is a subjective term. We all have time for what we want to make time for. If we want to build a relationship with others, then we will make time. It's that simple. It's sad and unfortunate that we all know people that are too busy to make time for us. Now, I'm not talking about unreasonable. I think parents of grown kids need to understand it's not fair and actually kind of unhealthy to expect your kids to constantly be hanging out with you. They need to build their own families. I'm not picking on you guys, but I want to be clear about what I mean by being too busy. Make time to cultivate a relationship so that you can get along with others. Listen and take an interest. Ask questions and be sincere. I think we all need to remember that we need to care. Caring for others means we'll need to go out of our way and maybe even be inconvenienced. The last reason I want to mention that we fail to get along with others is that we're afraid of being used by others because it costs something. Again, this stems from our selfishness. In the past, I've had friends where one day I woke up and realized that I was a friend of convenience. That person was a fair weather friend, meaning they only wanted a relationship when it was convenient for them and to their benefit. I realized I was being used. Has this ever happened to you? It hurts, doesn't it? Now, I don't regret being their friend, even after all that. Yes, it cost me something. Getting along with others will cost you something. Friendship is an investment. Having a relationship means investing time, love, and energy. I know there are those who've been hurt in the past and they struggle with trusting people. The walls they have built are high and wide and hard to get through. And unfortunately, they're only holding back from wonderful relationships out of fear of being failed by others. I've met so many who at first seemed quiet, 
and standoffish and even stuck up, but they turned out to be just fearful, trusting and investing in others because of past failed relationships. Living in this kind of fear is debilitating. Fear always shows up where it's invited. So the best thing to do is just to love others, regardless of how it'll turn out. I addressed how to handle when others fail you in episode number 31 of this podcast. I encourage everyone, if you haven't yet, to go listen to it. Guess who else was failed by those he loved? Our Savior, Jesus Christ. The difference is, is that he didn't stop loving. He didn't hold back. He didn't build a wall. Instead, he made a way for whosoever will to come. Not getting along with others is easy and totally in the flesh. There's so many verses in the Bible that talk about getting along with loving and being kind towards others. God tells us to get along with other Christians. I've seen some sad endings to good relationships because Christians base their getting along with another Christian on what that person did and how they treated them instead of following the scriptural plan for how to get along with others. On the flip side, when we decide to get along with others, we'll discover how much happier and more joyful our lives can be. Rise above the drama. I tell my teenage daughter this. Don't even acknowledge it. Just circumvent around it and decide to get along with others. Love people where they're at. If for no other reason than someone loved you once when you are rather unlovable too. Let's all be like our savior who has never based his love on our personality or our quirks or even if we talk too much. He made us and loves us as we are and wants a relationship with us as his children. Getting along with others should be a goal for all of us so that we can be the shining testimony to others of the one who made us who we are today, Jesus Christ. If you enjoyed this episode of the Abundant Living Podcast, be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcasting app so that you are notified when a new episode is posted. Please rate and review this podcast and share it with your friends. For more helpful content, be sure to check out our website, ChristianLadiesFellowship.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope that you're leaving with some great things that will help you to live more for the Lord, make amazing Christian friends, and serve the Savior every day. Let's go show the world just how abundant the Christian life can be. Until next time.